by George Kittle. <laughs> hey, Niner fans. George Kittle here with a pro tip for making the best play on your eyewear. Visit Zinni.com, the official eyewear of the 49ers. Zinni has changed the game for you, finally making prescription glasses affordable for everyone. At Zinni, you can find over 3,000 frames with unbelievable prices. Look for the Kittles collection so you can rock our styles every day, too. So visit Z-E-N-N-I.com, start shopping from home using their virtual try-on, and change your eyewear game forever. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the Kids in the Room podcast. My guest today is an amazing person who is a doctor, author, surgeon, and the founder of a meditation app, who will be talking about how he believes intermittent silence is the doorway to meditation and the human soul and its journey, and just a really cool-ass person. Ladies and gentlemen, please, let's introduce uh, Krishna Bhatta, joining us all the way from Massachusetts. All right. And always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and download each episode. Let's go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the Kids in the Room podcast. The Kids in the Room podcast. That's right. That's right. Brought to you by Move Faces. Let's go. Krishna, I'm so happy to have you here today, man. I've been uh, looking forward to, you know, uh, having this conversation with you since you uh, reached out to me. I was like, yeah, this sounds really interesting. So what are you up to, man? Where are you at right now? Today's 1st of January, New Year. And hopefully it's the start of a better year. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely agree with you on a better year. I think 2021 has been uh, a wild party for us all, right? A wake-up journey or, you know, certainly empathy for uh, uh, us all, right? Well, let's just start with wishing Happy New Year to listeners. Yes, for sure. We definitely got to give a shout-out to all the listeners out there and uh, wishing you guys a Happy New Year's. We love you out there. So thank you guys for listening in. And uh, yeah, so Krishna, can you, can you give a proper introduction of yourself and your background besides you just being an awesome doctor? Well, I'm a urologist and I'm chief of urology at my hospital in Bangor, Maine. It's called Northern Light Eastern Maine Medical Center. And mm-hmm. uh, besides that, I love uh, meditation. So I created an app called Relax with 2X. And before that, I published a book called Journey from Life to Life. So this is awesome. a short, short introduction. A surgeon, cool. author, and um, inventor. That's how uh, you know, I write my introduction. Cool. What kind of things have you you've invented? That was when I was in Boston at uh, Mass General Hospital when I first came to this country. So I used to work in some laser technology, and I had some inventions related to that. Laser technologies, oh, in the medical field, like with doing what? Like urology or? Yeah, urology. Awesome. Urology. How did you get into urology? Oh, it's a nice branch. You know, I was, of course, I graduated in India. I went to medical school in India and grew up in a small village. Um, And then... Came to England, and mm-hmm. uh, after England, we moved up on to USA, and uh, I came to USA in 1988, so mm-hmm. it has been a long few years. Yes. And enjoyed every bit of it. And uh, Could you tell me a little bit about the, your story from, you know, coming from India to United, to, well, to England, then to United States? Like, how did you, like, how did that journey happen? Like, how did you you know, 
start off in India, be, you know, you know, aspire to be a urologist and then go to England and et cetera, or whatever path that you kind of got you there originally. Like, could you describe that for me a little bit? Well, I, you want to do well in life. You want to excel in what you want to do. And uh, that was young. When I was young, you know, I wanted to do something wherever the opportunity was there. I mean, it was common for, you know, our times to go to England, do FRCS, and go back to India and, uh, or stay in England. And there were better op opportunities for me in USA. So, uh, you know, it's, it was just a natural movement. I, right. Did uh, you have any family over, over here or? Or um, you just came by yourself? Like, what was that like? Like, it was interesting. I had a friend in Michigan. He's still there. He was, a, you know, he was here. He was a vascular surgeon, mm -hmm. and uh, we went to came to see him once, and he encouraged us to come here. And, um, of course, coming to USA as a doctor, you have to pass some exams. Jump, you know, you have to cross some. You know one, two, three hurdles. You can call them hurdles or you can call them processes. Right. So, you know, <laughs> uh, we, we, you move through those and then, you know, it, it worked out. I mean, if you work hard here, you are rewarded. I mean, that's, that's, that's how life is. American dream, right? Right. Those are the facts. Yeah. And you work pretty hard, right? I mean, you're a doctor now. You've, you're also an author. And could you tell me about the book? Oh, the book is a journey from life to life. You know, it, it's just, it mentions about the, what the title says. And uh, it also, the subtitle is Achieving Higher Purpose. And, and what does uh, that mean to you? What are you, what are you saying well, in the book? Well, it roughly? means to me, and it should mean to everybody. I mean, we are here uh, not without purpose. And uh, we are fortunate enough now to have a higher purpose. Um the the way it works is suppose you are hungry and you can't have food then your purpose becomes main purpose becomes you know getting food mm -hmm. uh, life in usa and most places is now in a place where you have food you have clothes you have all the material things met right. so now you know, you can think about a higher purpose because your basic needs are met. And for many, it's more than basic needs are met. And uh, the purpose changes as, as, you, as your situation changes. And that's why I say, like, yeah, we don't think of enlightenment as a goal. But there was times in ancient India or history that where that was the ultimate goal. Because people were able to think of those things because at that time, hopefully, you know, we don't know what exactly the situation was. People were affluent enough to think of something higher. So, mm -hmm. so you see yoga becoming popular, many of the meditations becoming popular. Right. And uh, that's a reflection of the society moving towards higher purpose. And uh, we all should lead the way or follow the way you know so, so how do you somewhere. feel that how do you feel that yoga touches 
a higher purpose? In what way does it do that? Or do you mean by that? Well, I mean, your basic dreams are met. So then you start having, um, thinking about, you know, what is a spiritual life and what is right. peace and what is meaning tranquility. Yeah, meaning of life. You know. So, yes, for many people, it has been like, you know, prevent burnout or reduce stress. That has been one goal. And that is still marketed as the body life, you know, body mind balance. Once that standard is met, I I presume, and you know, this is one of the things in that book or in the app is that there is something higher we can go aim for, something higher than peace and relaxation. Right. And what do you think that is? That's uh, living a high energy life. I mean, the higher energy level you are, you live in the more peaceful you become. And then you can have a look inside the inner universe. And that's where the intermittent silence, the word I use, you practice intermittent silence, you go inside, you look inside, and the universe inside is huge. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's not an empty space. The same way as, between you and me, even if we are sitting side by side, the space between you and I is not empty. It is full of microwaves or radio waves or sound waves or electromagnetic mm -hmm. uh, energy. So there is a lot of uh, energy and electromagnetic uh, fluctuations there. The same way, when you go inside, it's not empty. There is a lot of thoughts there. There is a lot of emotions there. A right. lot of ideas there, a lot of energy like consciousness there. And the new doors start opening. You start feeling that energy, you know, which sometimes feels like goosebumps, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, it's something worth experiencing. Hmm. Very well. And what do you kind of believe about, you know, I know that you talk about the afterlife and things like that. What do you believe the afterlife is? Where do you believe we go? I know we're energy and things like that, but what, what do you believe? Like, what do you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, this is the commonest question. What do you believe? Um, I would like to leave the belief, you know, somewhere else and right. try to find out. So the book is kind of encourages people to say, look, you plan for vacation. You buy the air ticket, you book the hotel, you, you go and plan what you will do, recreations there. You don't leave it to God or you don't leave it to, you know, some unknown thing. But when it comes to death, dying, or what happens after death, we just leave it to belief or to God or someone else. We don't think about it as if something we can do about it. And the book gets into the point that, yes, you can do something, you can have some knowledge before you can plan and prepare for what happens after death. And if you believe, like, mm -hmm. or if you do come back, how will you come back? Or what, is there a passage, is there a pathway to that? So there you believe in, yeah. So you believe in, I'm sorry about that, but you believe in, you know, reincarnation. Again, I, did you know 
Don't got to get to answer. <laughs> I know you are trying to push it in. <laughs> I don't like Krishna. to say I believe in. I say go and find out, you know. <laughs> so, I got to get you. I got to get yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't but know yeah, my experience says that yes, there is a life after life. I mean, uh, there is a journey beyond life. We all accept that. What happens after death? is where we have differences you know in belief system or well, some people believe there is reincarnation some believe, people believe they go to hell or heaven or some place so whatever that place is should you plan for it not based on belief system but by exploring or experiencing what you can do about it that's deep it is what do you deep. think what do you think we can do about it? To start with, you start practicing some meditation to figure out what is there, you know, who you are. And once you start knowing that, and that, that's where, you know, the energy body comes, which Chinese call chi, you know, Japanese call ki. We call chakras, you know, in... Uh, in the eastern part mm-hmm. once you start knowing your energy body then that's when you start knowing more about your deeper self mm-hmm. the book talks about seven different bodies that we have so then really? one is, one is layers of body so food body is the physical body you eat food and it becomes your body right Mm-hmm. digested and becomes part of the same way energy body which is the prana moving in and out and the energy body we talked about but there is a separate different uh, bodies itself so one body is the physical body and the other important body is the astral body which you can experience as you are if you keep doing the meditations and that's where people experience this near death experience you know what is the body? astral what is the astral body excuse me it's yeah so if i'm sure you have heard of uh, out of body experience or near death experience of course so what happens there the astral body which is part of your you know like cement uh, kind of it stays with your physical body mm. but at sometimes like when you have nightmares in the night and you feel like you are flying somewhere but you can't move your body or in outer body the astral body gets out of your physical body mm-hmm. and it it has its experiences it has its own anatomy it has its own physio- physiology mm-hmm. and yeah then that's it, that- yeah. Then what? Sorry. So the same thing happens when you die. That astral body moves on, whereas the physical body is no use now. Right. It goes back into the ground and the energy yeah. just recycles itself. Right. Um, that's interesting. So do you believe like in, or I don't want to say believe, right? <laughs> but uh, do you, uh, so what do you, like, what are some of the principles of reincarnation that you know of or that you've learned 
So, yeah, I mean, the journey from physical body, the astral body takes off and then astral body has to move. You know, there is a pathway. Um, and the, in the book go, gets into that. And uh, mm-hmm. so you can say there is a holding place before you come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's not a question of what I say and you believe. The whole exercise or whole um, point I want to make is that it's worth finding out. It's worth planning. It's worth studying. And right. fi- finding a way to to explore that. It's not just what I say and you, you believe, but more and more people start looking into it and they can find their own astral body while they're alive. So they are familiar with this whole process of uh, um, physical body, a relationship between physical body and the astral body. Then it becomes uh, much easier when, when the time comes. Um, and they have to move on. Hmm. So what you're basically saying, you know, my takeaways is what I'm thinking I'm, I'm digesting from your words is of wisdom, obviously, is that, you know, and, you know, plan for, you know, your next path um, or whatever you may believe um, now. And some of those methods of doing so is through meditation and you know, researching it and whatever it may be to kind of right. prep yourself for that. Is what is that what you're kind of saying? That's what I kind of want to, yeah, convey. That's the message, right? That's mm-hmm. the message. And that's a message also to the scientific community that mm-hmm. come on, uh, you can go to moon, you can go to Mars, you can go to sun, you know, but we are not going inside. So, Let's do that in a scientific study. The right. problem with scientific study here is that it's not an experience, experiment. It's more like an experience. But if there is enough people with the same experience, then some conclusion can be based on those experiences. Right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But I think morally what I was asking morally was, uh, you know, when, you know, I know there's, there's certain, you know, practices or, or, or belief systems that, um, you know, uh, that are kind of like practiced or believed in the whole reincarnation realm, whereas there's different levels per se. And what I think I was asking is what is your knowledge of those and could you explain any of those? For example, there's like numerology that believes, you know, some people are born in, I guess, like different numbers, like one and three cycles and nine and, and stuff like that. So I think what I was asking was like, what is your understanding of that? So neurology um, and consciousness and brain cells, there is a you know, a mismatch there. Some people try to prove that we are conscious because we have a brain. Right. So consciousness is related to brain waves or activities inside the brain. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other people will say consciousness is outside of the brain and brain is a receiver and some sort of interaction between the energy of consciousness and brain cells. Right. Uh, 
Right. So this uh, app, I mean, it's not so much addressed in the book, is based on this uh, principle that we are born with three assets. We are born with a body, we are born with a mind, and we are born with what I call flame of consciousness, which is your individual consciousness. Mm -hmm. And all three need to be worked on. And all three can be worked on. And how do you do that? Are you saying by meditation only or what types of meditation? So meditation, when we say word meditation, the common concept is meditation leads you to peace and, you know, reduces stress and there is an end point. Mm -hmm. For me, meditation is like you say, I'm going to Himalayas. Mm -hmm. It's such a vast area that you can't, you know, it just, so meditation has got such a vast, uh, different approaches. Like you can go to Mount Everest, you can go to uh, Mount Kailash, or you can go to 5,000 feet in a hill station. That's all right. part of Himalayas. Mm-hmm. But wherever you go, you need to have certain gears. You need to have winter clothes, you, can, you need to have hiking shoes, you need to have certain package that you can take to any part you go, and you can add on packages if you are going to, you know, you may need oxygen if you go beyond certain height. So similarly, for any meditation, I created a package called intermittent silence. Okay. Because that is part of any and all meditation. So for me, I would say start with a practice of intermittent silence and -hmm. then build on that and try to do different meditations. There are meditations for going into past life. There are meditations for learning to different bodies. There are meditations to, um, you know, increase your chakras or activate your chakras. And whichever direction you want to go, you can go in that direction rather than just uh, do the guided meditation, which I say feel-good meditations, mm-hmm. where somebody guides you into a beautiful journey into a forest and then brings you back, which are good. I mean, it's better mm-hmm. to do something than do nothing. But if you seriously want to do meditation and deeper meditations, then you ought to look at it more seriously. And Relax App has those deeper meditations. Right. Relax app, right? You're talking yeah. about an app. With two X, yeah. Okay, cool. And mm-hmm. it's, is it kind of like Calm app and things like that, or is it different? Or I would like to say that it's uh, different in the sense that it does, you know, it does have a deeper meditations and a little deeper t- uh, context and content. But right. we, are new. You... we are new. Okay. And that's interesting. And you said, like, how does one, you know, meditate to tap into their so-called past life? Like, how does, how does somebody do that? And how do you know if you're probably doing that? If, or, does that make sense what I asked? <laughs> I, so there are techniques, and I, I'm, uh, I haven't done it because uh, I will tell you the reason. Because when you want to do past life, you start living in the past life. We live in the future. Like, I had a calendar and, you know, that you and I will be talking at 9 o'clock 
tomorrow you may have a calendar for something else and you know one week later you may have something else so we are future oriented life right if you want to go to past life you have to become totally past oriented you start mm-hmm. saying what did i eat yesterday what did i do two days ago so the whole technique I mean, some people do it with hypnotherapy i don't know how well they do it mm-hmm. um because i have not been myself but right. there are there is methodology to go into past life but you have to become totally past oriented for that what do you mean by past oriented so you wake up and you start thinking what you did yesterday kind of you start uh, moving backwards in a way mm-hmm. and uh, that will basically uh, mean that if you want to do a job or if you want to do something else which will force you to go a future you know if you think about the future it, it, right. it will become it will become a conflict uh so it's kind of like past life regression in in some pers- yeah, perspective right. right it's kind of what you yeah, mean right it is it is yeah wow but i i like how the point that you brought out that you don't want to know your past life per se for you right and your reasoning is you feel by knowing that you will be consumed daily by the past you know whether that's missing those who were once your parents friends and etc unless you believe that your friends and everything else like that come into new forms here but you know them or might not know them then that gets more you know deeper and does it help you i mean yes history helps us but knowing past life is it going to help you in any way there is a typical That's story mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i heard a story where somebody really wanted to go into past life and she she was a very um like she had a celibate life like a nun in this mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and she went uh, into past life regression she went through the whole process and suddenly the door opened for her the and then she found out that she was a prostitute in the last life wow so that kind of you can imagine the conflict you know the, the belief system that she had in this life and and what she was in the past life and it doesn't come as if past life is a separate you know his separate story Right. You, it becomes a continuity once you know it. Once the door opens, right? It op- like the door's know, box. Yeah, it's like so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did it help her? I don't know. I mean, I, I heard this as a story secondhand. That is an interesting story, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that story is interesting, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure if it helped or not, but. Um yeah if I didn't have to do what I do probably I would have gone into as a curiosity right but but it does take consume um, I mean it it is at the cost of the future right and do you for me, like how do you think about like like for you like personally like what would be like what life path have you explored what life path you're possibly on are you third are you four five six Seven, nine, what, 12? What is it? Yeah, I, I 
don't know how to even consume my, that. I don't know how to rate. Um, right. I mean, what rating you're talking about, but um, I know I that like most of the things I have written in the book, I have experienced. Right. So that, that, that's what I can say. So I think I was thinking about like, as far as like numerology and, you know, there are a lot of places where, you know, you, you get married based on those, right? Yeah. Astrology or numerology. Um, right. Yeah, I did. But, but yes. Yeah. But numerology and astrology are, are a little bit different, but. Yes. Well, I, I know a little bit saying? about astrology. <laughs> I know little about numerology. That's why I mentioned Ah, I see, I see, I see. I see. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I know there's a lot of people who, you know, in certain cultures where they literally marry based on these on these things. Like, yeah. is this person they a match? match they match the horoscope, on, yeah. Right, on, on, on yeah. Or, or life path, right? Um, which is, it's wild. You know, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe it's our. Maybe it has a variance. I mean, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, and you're a married man, probably, right? You're a married man. I'm married, but uh, it wasn't through matching the horoscope. Right, right, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, right. I know all about it because, as I said, you know, I know a little bit of astrology. Right. I mean, you're pretty. I think that's interesting, though. How do you separate being a doctor? And then your personal knowledge of certain things that may be, I don't know, how would you say it, maybe unorthodox? Yeah. If you think it's orthodox, but uh, I find that I don't have to separate. Both right. are science for me. So okay. I don't believe because I read in a book or somebody told me, I believe something if I experience it. Mm-hmm. And I have been meditating ever since my medical school or even before. So I had two parallel paths. One was for meditation. The other one is medicine. And they were hand right. in hand and they helped me. I mean, both helped each other. But I'm a, you did. Yeah. But you said also that you don't really know about the past life stuff at all. Right. Or no. No. When you do meditation, it doesn't mean you have to go in past life. You can. Mm -hmm. Do meditation to just get more energy, right? So you can. But I guess I'm saying, like, how do you yeah. even know that it's even possibly real if you haven't experienced it? Because you said you you've learned things from your experience, right? Does that make sense? Yes, yes. But uh, do I have to know past life to know about my future? Do I have to no. know past life to know astral body exists? No. Do I need past life if whether energy body exist? No. No. So, so as I said, you know, I but go to him. I guess what I'm saying is you said that you, yeah. your experience, right, mm -hmm. is why yeah. you believe certain things. So I think that's what I was asking. So did you have any experience somewhere yeah. within these realms to make you believe these things? Because you said that my experiences is why I believe certain things. So that's what I'm, right. just, I'm tying back right. onto that, Kamba. Topics. And the answer is yes. The answer okay. is yes to, yes to all of the things I have written there. Ah, so you've experienced that. That's awesome, man. So, how how long have you how long how long has this book been out? Uh, it came out in uh, October of uh, last year. Ah, so, so it's fresh. Yeah, just, yeah it's not. Yeah, it's, wow. and the app app is just few months. Oh, so is relax app is not your app or 
Yeah, is Relax app? app is my app. It's only been about a, month, a couple of months that it came up. Relax app. How do you spell that? R-E-L-A-X-X. Relax, right, relax with app. two X. Okay. Cool. And you can I'm go def- to the website mm-hmm. relax with two X dot org. Mm-hmm. And there is a link for that, or you can just search in App Store or Google Store, Google Play Store. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to download that app and check it out. Please do and like, uh, let us know what you think. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some feedback. <laughs> Please do. Please do. But I'm definitely going to try it. I can't wait to try it. I'm actually excited to try this because, like, I know there's like things like I don't, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but like, there's like a certain meditation things that you could find on YouTube with like Tesla's secret numbers yeah. of three, six, nine, you know, um, and, and those quite back into quite. numerology or, or different frequencies of four, three, two, you know, different frequencies. And, you know, there's people that who may not even understand these or believe these type of things, but um, I kind of put it like this. There are different frequencies or things that are going on that we right now we can't even hear or see, yeah. Yeah. but you know what I mean? So it's like, no, no, exactly. They exist. I mean, so it, the, the meditation that is chakra based meditation. Mm-hmm. So the lower chakra, the first chakra, which is uh, at the base of your spine, the frequency. Could you, could you explain to us what chakra <clears throat> is a little bit? So For there are seven, who don't know. seven chakras, which is, little vortices of energy, you know, energy centers, you can call them. So there are seven points from bottom of spine to the uh, crown of your head. Okay. And each point has a different frequency of sound. And the Mm -hmm. meditation that is there in the app, it is based on those. So there is music there. And for each chakra, the, it, it just correlates to the frequency of the chakra. You know, you were talking about frequency. So this mm-hmm. is sound frequency. Um, right. Because Tesla it, believed it, like in, he believed like in, in sound frequencies and healing and things like that. And these are, these have, these have been going on in, in the Eastern world for thousands of years, right? Yeah. So it's right. like, these were not new, but I think to the Western world, some of these mentalities or ideologies or whatever you want to call them, are you know new and yeah. and, also, and actually trendy now, right? The whole yoga, yeah, right. Yeah, These are yoga, upon. yoga is trendy. Meditation has become like yoga meditation together, right? I think I think the real value of meditation is it when it separates from yoga. Meditation is you know a full entity of itself. At least that's how I want to you know people to perceive it. And what do you think like about like, what's your experience or feedback on things like breath work? Is that a type of meditation? Yeah, breathing. And what does that do differently? There is a full, there is a full meditation in Relax app on breathing, um, mm-hmm. which is called Vipassana. Actually, it's Buddha started it first. And believe it or not, more people have been enlightened in this world by that mm-hmm. technique than any other technique. It's really? Very, very simple. Yeah, very simple technique. Very, very basic it's my go-to meditation or my... Really? Yeah, my primary meditation. It's like everybody should have a one, you know, core meditation. So that's my core meditation. 
Wow. Although my focus is on intermittent silence, because that I think once you understand that, it applies to all the other meditations. What is intermittent, intermittent, intermittent silence per se? Right. Well, yeah. Small cycles of silence, like ten daily? minutes. What does that mean? Ten minutes every way? day. Ten minutes every day. So there are many meditation retreats where you go and you are silent for ten days, and people, you know feel sometimes uncomfortable, sometimes very hard to, you know, be silent for 10 days. Right. But they, they are great. You go there, but how many 10 days you can go in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm saying, bring it into your daily life and do 10 minutes of intermittent silence. And what it, it, it has for, it is very structured the way I have put it. And it, at least gives your brain rest for 10 minutes a day. Right. Normally, we don't give any rest to our brain. So you close your mouth. When you close your mouth, you're closing all the, uh, I mean, the brain cells that are uh, involved in communication, speaking, speech, and uh, expression, they get rested. Mm -hmm. You close your eyes, all the visual pathway, all the observation, you know, the cells that are involved in that get rested. The third one is silent listening. You just let the sound pass through whatever sound it is, uh, maybe splashing of waves or rustling of trees or chirping of birds. Or If you are at home, it may be your boiler sound. Mm-hmm. Just let it pass through. Don't try to uh, judge it, whether it is good, bad, ugly. There's no sound is bad. And then let all your thoughts pass through. And, right. Uh, um, that's one. Uh, the thought pass through is the hardest one many people find. And uh, the reason they find... Um, so one of the expression, you know, I say there was a Tom Thinker, you know, just just listen to my story. Tom Thinker decides to find out about uh, passing thoughts. So he goes and listens to many swamis and they all tell him it's like the roads, you know, the traffic going, just watch the traffic. So he decides he's a very bright, brilliant uh, person, you know, professor. So he says, OK, I'll go and find, you know, go and find out what the traffic watching is like. Right. So he, he first decides to go to some place, Boonies in Montana, because he <laughs> thought meditation is, you know, he goes there, stands on the road, and, you know, one truck goes by, and they look at him, you know, what is this guy doing here? And then he has to wait, and, well, he, then he thought, maybe this is not the right thing. Let me go to New York. So he right. goes to, on New Jersey Turnpike and stands in the middle of the road, highway, and watching the traffic. And uh, he says, it's not working for me because he has to kind of dodge the trucks and dodge the cars. And uh, he's picked up by the police and he says, what are, what are you doing? He said, I was watching the traffic. I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but that's what we do when we watch the thoughts. We try to stop the thoughts. So we try to be in the middle of the thoughts. Right. The whole the whole idea is to stand by the side and let the you know thoughts just go by. And if you are hijacked by a thought, that's okay. Mm-hmm. When you realize that 
you're hijacked, then you come back to watching it. How do you so, get into focus mode? You don't focus. You don't try to focus. There is no focus in this. You just watch everything. Mm-hmm. Because thoughts are not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Because mind is, I, I call it minding and mindfulness. There are two elements mm-hmm. of mind. The minding mm-hmm. will keep doing the same way as traffic. New Jersey Turnpike, the traffic will keep going. Mm-hmm. You, you stay on the side or you walk away from it. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, with thoughts, if you just keep watching them, there comes a point where you suddenly find yourself as if you have walked away from the thoughts. So you are outside of your thoughts, right? just watching it. Everything is there. The sound is there. The thoughts are there. And inside there is many more things are there. And once you learn this art of watching the thoughts and being there in that silence, you you can create wonderful things. And that's where... Um, I don't know the story of uh, Jack Canfield, who, how he came up with the title Chicken uh, Soup for the Soul. Oh, okay. I've heard so of the he, book. I haven't read it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he says that uh, he, he used to close, him and his partner used to close their eyes and just let the idea come to them. Right. But in this structured way, once you learn how to do the intermittent silence for those 10 minutes, you become receptive of ideas coming from inside. Mm-hmm. And those ideas can really be fresh ideas, new ideas, inventive ideas, thoughts that you have never you know, thought about. And that's how creativity comes from inside. But you are now allowing creativity to come up from inside. Okay. Hmm, I know. That's interesting. Yeah, you try know, it out. Try it out. Oh, no, no, no. So I think... Like, and that didn't really talk about, but like, I play like, you know, a couple of instruments, like guitar and stuff like that. And I find, like, you know, I remain calm a lot. And I find that doing so, um, how do I say it? It calms me down. And I feel it, you know, to me, like, people say, oh, why don't you meditate, meditate? And I've thought about it and I I try to tell people, like, you know what? When I'm playing, I'm meditating. Right, music. Music is meditation. It puts me I in should, a vibration. I, it puts I, me I, I read. I read recently some, by someone. You know, this very similar experience that you are saying. You know, musician, how the music all comes from. You know, this inside you. I mean, yes, you. When you learn, you learn. You know, your, you know, how to put finger here. How to, you know. But when it starts coming, you know, it's that creativity portion. That's what I'm talking about. You know, that's right. Because yeah. you're in another realm when you. Yeah, you know, right. I find myself yeah. in another realm yeah. when I'm just playing just from the, the, the spirit, if you will. Right. It's it's it, I think some people call it jamming or whatever you may want to yeah. call it or it, it, it's 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 fluent. It's not right. really like I'm not really thinking about it. I'm just right. going it's and just, just flowing it's, through you. Yeah. It's yeah. spiritual yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right. No, no question. I mean, you will understand what I'm trying to say better than somebody, oh, I can definitely you know, understand it. yeah, yeah. And I found <laughs> so, that it, it's definitely helped me through life. Like, like I welcome, you know, positives yeah. and negatives because when I just get into the zone of literally just, you know, playing the guitar or making a song, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm there. 
right? I'm somewhere yeah. else. And I find that as, as being a, a great form of meditation. So I think inherently some of the things that you're speaking about, I think maybe a lot of people do who play instruments or other people do in different ways, but they might not be doing them in the proper way or thinking it in the way that you have um, structured I'm, or understand that it's structured normally. Yeah, I'm giving a structure to it. I mean, but it, right. you know, many people have experienced here bits and pieces of it. Right. And you're talking yeah. about more ways of to tapping into it automatically. It's more yeah. structured and formulated, which is right. cool. Yeah. And you do so this daily. I, that's or, the whole idea that if you do 10 minutes a day, 10 mm-hmm. minutes is not a lot of time and you can find them. And ideally you should do same place and same time. So you get yourself a mat, you sit down, get some music going. Like Sit down, lie down. You You can have music, but music, again, um, is something not natural. So a complete silence is better for this one. Um, But you can also create some sort of sound that is uh, like nature sound. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm saying that, because I was telling that I go on the, you know, I hike on in Maine and go on top of a mountain, lie down on a rock awesome. and 10 minutes and practice it. But then I said to somebody who lives in, you know, Arizona or some area, and he said, well, if we do that, maybe rattlesnakes or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I, I get that point too, man. Yeah, rattlesnakes. Yeah. Some people are afraid of snakes, man. <laughs> right, I know I will be too, but I, you know, Maine has no poisonous snakes, so. Right, I think I'm just more worried about like mountain lions or something, right? Yeah, or that's mountain kind of lion. Yeah, that's all, that's also. <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> so, of the mountain lion, not the snake. <laughs> so then I said, okay, get the sound, nature sound, and you can do it at home. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. mountain lions are definitely some scary things, and. And then right. also the, 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 the attacking monkeys that I've seen, you know, okay. on, on, on YouTube and stuff like that. Those are the type of things I'm more afraid of or so, yeah. being bit by a shark. I'm not so afraid of snakes, but I understand people who are. Unless it's like an yeah. anaconda or something like that, a very large snake. Right, yeah. I'm traveling through the Amazon, you know. Then I might be a little bit afraid of that or somewhere so, that would, you know, be so, an inhabitant so. of that. That's really interesting. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. But you've been doing this your whole life or has this just been like... Like so how no, did you this, get into this? Who taught you this? <laughs> no, I mean, I've been meditating for a long time, but intermittent silence, I, I created the package because, as I said, if you want to go to Himalaya, you need some basic package. So intermittent mm-hmm. silence is the basic package for any meditation, but it's a complete package itself. Right. Yeah. Didn't Steve Jobs do some intermittent you know, uh, meditations and things like that. I mean, he was yeah. going back. Yeah, and I mean, forth people have done meditation. People have done silence. Um, but this terminology, I, I recently coined it. And uh, it seems to make sense when I'm able to communicate people that 10 minutes of silence, give your brain a rest. And maybe mm-hmm. you will also, you know, have many other benefits along with Right. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But I know, like, you know, I don't know if you know much about, you know, Steve Jobs' story, but I know it's kind he of... Went he to went India. to India. He was in India, and he 
stayed in uh, Rishikesh and that area, you know, Haridwar, Himalayas again. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he came back. Yeah. Yeah. But he met with some spiritual person and yeah. a, a mountain or a cave or something, something like that? Or I don't know this? the exact story, but I know yeah. that he was in that area. Yeah. And, and supposedly spent, that helped him. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you, when you asked me, you know, did, uh, how do I deal with medicine and meditation? And it helps me. I mean, it helps me be a better doctor. Awesome. It helps you being a better doctor. That's good. I mean, and, and what you mean, like, as far as like relaxing you or before you go into surgery or in what way? Yeah, but you know, prescribing somebody or what do you mean? It doesn't matter if you are peaceful in whatever you do. Yeah. It makes you a better person there, right? I mean, okay. If I'm, if I'm doing a surgery and everybody in the room feels comfortable with me, mm-hmm. then it, everything goes well, right? Yeah, but I if, so. if I start throwing instruments, which you can't do these days. <laughs> you know, lawsuit. <laughs> well, lawsuit, but also it's not a good environment. You know, you want right. Right. an environment where everybody gives their best. Right, and, for sure. Uh, and being a surgeon, not, uh, the main person, you can control the environment in a way that is conducive to everybody. And good results. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. That's wild. And this is a little bit off topic, but I don't know like how much you know about India's history with like uh Virmanas and things like that. And I think my question probably on this is like there was such a great early civilization in India that seemed to be really highly, you know, technology technologically advanced, right? What happened to those that, that time when there was like so-called Vermanas and then like this area where nothing like that was being, you know, created. And then it's like now we're on the technology. Like there seems like there was a culture lost or gap or somewhere. Uh, that's a different topic. Uh, but, you know, just think of something uh, like we have Internet, we have uh, robots, we have everything. And suddenly, tomorrow, somebody came and destroyed everything. Right. Then how long will it take to reinvent everything? So right. whenever, a, whenever a continuity is lost, there is, the loss is not, you know, it, it, just 10 years. The loss mm-hmm. is a whole way of thinking, you know, is kind of, uh, is lost. Right. So, so that's how you can explain that, you know, mm-hmm. that it did happen. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like w- why I touched on that is because it kind of touches on the fact of like, you know, or how I'm connecting is like, there was, you know, reincarnation and things like that. And then there's like, it seems like these, there's these points in history where there was this advanced technology and then it was right. wiped out and then it was like, we're restarting all over again because yeah. this technology wasn't widespread. Yeah. And probably they had research in a different direction, which we don't know yet, you know, which way. Right. Yeah. It's just all interesting. And it's yeah. like, no, it is, it is very interesting. Uh, I think we 
are coming towards, you know, where we can call it uh, done soon. But, you know, because it's New Year, so uh, I should give, you know, have a couple of thoughts about that. I just want to think, so, put some perspective in there, something different um, of some thoughts in, in, in how life is in general, because I feel like these all, you know, I think when people are thinking about, you know, life and, you know, life paths and things like that, I feel like history, life path, I always wonder, like, how do these all connect, you know? And, you know, I know you said something that was like, you know, we should not really focus on the past. No, I didn't say you should. Okay. I haven't. Ah, okay. Well, you have. Yeah. So, you know, because you have a good reasoning behind it. Yeah. yeah. Somebody has enough time and, and, you know, they, they want to spend time. They want to find their past life. They should take that journey. Mm-hmm. But what what I am trying to say is that the, the takeaway, you know, there are two questions I want people to think about, you know. One is, right. who controls your life? Just think about it. Who controls your life? That's not question mm-hmm. number one. And question number two is, do you spend time with yourself? So wow. The second one do you spend time with yourself? Find 10 minutes that you will spend with yourself and you can start practicing intermittent silence. So two questions, two action items. The first question mm-hmm. is a more difficult one. Who controls your life? Or who controls what you do? Is it your habits? We know that if you have addiction problem like alcoholics, if you take alcohol away from them, they have withdrawal symptoms. Mm-hmm. So alcohol is controlling their life, or drugs are controlling their life. That mm-hmm. becomes very obvious. But in, in, in regular life, what controls you? And how do you transfer the control to yourself? Right. Because you want to become the controller. Like I used to have coffee, and... I will, and coffee is available everywhere. So every time I go in my room, I will get a coffee and get a coffee, another coffee. It's always there with me. And coffee, there is not many bad reports about coffee either in literature. So I have reason to consume more coffee because it doesn't hurt you. It might help your pancreatic cancer or it might prevent something else. Right. But is it good? Anything too much is good for you? And uh, then I realized coffee is controlling me. So now I have to say, okay, now I will decide when I have coffee. And it's it's a subtle thing, but it's a big thing in life. No, I think that's really wise. I mean, I've thought about those same things in my life, which is really like you mentioned a lot of things that I've, you know, realized in my life. I think you've just had, you know, more structure and wisdom on them um, than I might have. But definitely, I realized that having things control you, I feel like is a weakness in a way. So I always try to run away from things that I feel like might be a dependency. Right. But, you know, you don't have to run. At least if you do it, you control that. So if, right. you, want we'll to have it, co- right? if you want to have coffee, you decide you will have coffee. Not it becomes a happy every time you go to the coffee, you know, you just got to do, do it like it's a pill. It's a habit yeah, just, type of thing. Right. Yeah. Wake up. It's this mundane thing you do daily. It's kind yeah. of like a you know ritual. Oh, gotta get my coffee. 
gotta eat my breakfast and things like that. I look at that as yeah. far as like eating food and stuff like that. And I, and I think, you know, some people who do like intermittent fasting, yeah, they kind of look at it in a way where, you know, Oh wow, this is weird because normally I have this, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And yeah. I'm, I've never really been subscribed to that type of mentality, yeah. but I think this is all great. Um, for it's sure. very similar what you said, intermittent fasting. And I have this, you know, sometimes I use this as we have money, we overspending is that becomes our habit. You know, We have food, we overeat. And uh, we have a mind, we do overminding. So right. give a break to your overminding and bring some silence in that. The same way overspending be, you know, reasonable and uh, overeating is not a good thing <laughs> you know we all know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could agree with that I, yeah i mean <laughs> yeah but krishna man this has been a great conversation i've definitely uh learned a you know a lot from you and uh definitely uh gonna check out the app which is relax with two x's um in the app store and uh you know uh, the android you know Right. type of devices and stuff like that. And then also you have a website, relax2x's.org. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. So definitely got to get people out there to check that out and uh, sign up and, you know, and, and, you know, get them more meditating than, than usual. I mean, I think there's, it is a cool thing now and a lot of people are interested in this. So I think it'll be useful for a lot of people. So definitely want to send, you know, the audience out there and people that are listening to, to go check it out. And uh, is there anything else that you want to mention? Also the book, right? What's the book called? Yeah, again? Journey from Life to Life. It's on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cool. I'm going to check that out too. Journey of Life. Mm -hmm. I thought it was Journey, journey, from journey life. of Afterlife. Or was it? No, Excuse Journey me. from Life to Life. Journey from Life to Life. Correct. On the Amazon. That's right. Definitely going to get that book. Guys, get the book. Go to the website. Meditate, meditate, meditate. We all need some meditation. Krishna here. And I Thank want you to again. learn some technology from you. Oh, well, you gotta, <laughs> you've, you've got my email. We're friends, you know. So I'm going to do a little social media real fast. Hey, guys. We got Krishna here on the Kids in the Room podcast. Stay tuned. Dr. Krishna, he's going to talk about meditation, right? And some really cool stuff in his book. Can't wait for it. Awesome. Say hey. <laughs> awesome. We got it. Cool. But yeah, man, it was definitely good talking to you, man. Let me let me Likewise.